idcwoodcraft.com. I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft and I'd like to welcome you to this very special CNC video where we are going to be talking to a CNC brother who is a veteran of the armed services. We're going to be talking to Harold Mayberry who in the early 70s served in the services and had an incident that resulted in PTSD being a burden in his life for the following 50 years. Harold is 75 years old and struggled throughout his life taking antidepressants, going to therapy, checking himself into the hospital, and never really finding the thing that's going to make him feel good about himself again. Now Harold just recently discovered CNC routers. And if you're new to the, what CNC routers are, they are machines where you come up with a design in your head, you bring it out to the computer, design it up, and then take it over to the CNC router and the machine carves it out. And then you do some finish work on it and it really doesn't require a whole lot of skill. But as Harold puts it in his own words, it's the best therapy he has ever had. Harold really wants you to hear the story, especially if you're struggling with something like PTSD or depression and wants to share that for him this is the journey out of it and he's hoping that maybe if you're struggling that maybe you'll find something in CNC routers as well and understand from his own words why it has helped him. This is Harold and Harold will you take a minute to introduce yourself what you do now and kind of where you came from and then we'll take it from there. Yeah uh, as Garrett said my name's Harold Mayberry and uh, I live in Virginia, and um, I contacted Garrick about some situations that I was dealing with, and I wanted him to know uh, how he's helped me um, in my struggles, and hopefully by doing this podcast, um, it'll help other veterans that may be in my similar situation, and, uh, and, and then here we are. All right. So, so Harold, what currently you are in? Uh, first of all, you're you're currently in CNC. You're 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 retired. You you're a retired veteran, and uh, you have a CNC router, correct? You, and you've done some woodworking. What what's the story right there? Before yeah, we go I have background. done some some woodworking on the uh, the CNC using uh, your instructions. Well, um, if I may, what I'd like to do is kind of bring your viewers kind of up to date on on uh, where I am at this point and how you've helped me in my uh, PTSD situation over the last couple of months or so since I found you. Okay. So if, yeah, if so, can... so let's let's start off with the PTSD. Let's let's kind of set the foundation here. Yeah. Um uh, back when I was in the in the military, uh there was an incident that happened back in 1971 uh, that caused me some trauma. Um, I spent some time in a VA hospital uh, getting uh, myself back to where I could uh, do things. Um, but my experiences caused me to become real introverted and uh, very, very difficult in social settings. And I dealt with that for 51 years now. And I did That's have a long some, time. Uh, it, it has been a, a very long time. And I was doing some, uh, uh, some meetings 
and um, taking some medications for depression. Um, the medications that I was taking seemed to just make me feel like I was in a fog. I, I, like I was outside of myself and I didn't like the way that that felt. And after I got out of the military, I was homeless for a few years, uh, sleeping on park benches, that type of thing. I never got into any uh, drug addiction or alcohol abuse, that type of thing, because when I was raised up, my parents were, were extremely religious and I just didn't go down that particular road. Um, but I was hit hard for me to get and hold job because of my, my situation with the PTSD problems. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, when my son got married, uh, his brother-in-law, brother-in-law now, came to the wedding and he had made some little coasters that he passed out to everybody that was at the wedding, which I thought was, was incredible. I hadn't seen anything like it before. And in talking with him, he told me that he did it uh, with a CNC machine. I didn't have any idea what that was. So he gave me some explanation about what it was. And then when I got back home, I purchased a, a CNC machine uh, myself and I didn't have a clue of how to, how to do anything with it. So I did the YouTube video thing, which I guess a lot of people do. And I found a lot of instructions and instructors, but because I don't pick up things as quickly as maybe some people do, the people that I was watching on different YouTube channels, they knew what they were doing. And the problem that I was having was they were going through it so fast that they would be on step four, five, or six, and I'm still trying to figure out how to turn the machine on. So I got very discouraged with it, and for a while I just kind of set it aside. And then I came across uh, one of Garrett's videos, and it said it was uh, for the absolute beginner, which that was what I was. And then in the process of listening to and watching Garrett's videos and his mannerisms and his way of instructing um, was simple for me to follow because he would show, um, like I have the VCAR Pro, which I bought with the CNC machine, and I had one screen set up where he was on it, he being Garrett, and the other was set up on, on what I was trying to do. And Garrett, when you, when you do your instructions and you show do this, this, and this, and then you have a break in the middle of it and you explain where I could understand it and others, I'm sure, what it was I was trying to do. Because just doing it, I, I just couldn't figure it out. I got lost. But your step-by-step -step, uh, method of instructing on how to do CNCs work uh, made it easier for, for me to comprehend what I was trying to do. And now I'm able to do things on, with the machine that I'm sure I would have never gotten done if I hadn't met you or seen your videos. Um, and now I've, I've made 
probably 20, 25 projects with the CNC machine, which I'm still learning. And I've sold a couple of them, uh, which gave me a boost. And going back to how this has helped me with my PTSD problem is for years I was lost. And Can you explain what you mean by lost? Well, I didn't really have a purpose, I guess. I, I wasn't uh, excited about anything, nothing really um, that when I woke up in the morning, there wasn't anything I really wanted to do or accomplish. And a lot of times I had a hard time sleeping at night because when I tried to sleep, I would go back to the incidents that caused my problems, which I don't really care to go into in any detail, but anybody out there that has problems sim similar to mine understands what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say. So now I find through your instructions and your help, Garrett, on helping me, I find when I go to bed, instead of thinking about so much of the problems that I've been having for years and years, I find myself thinking about, okay, when I get up, what am I going to do? What am I going to try to create uh, on my CNC machine and what projects I want to do? So that's helped me, as I've told you before, and, and I'd like to tell everyone else, has helped me deal with the problems that I'm dealing with. Um, I've gone to a lot of therapies. I actually checked myself into a VA hospital for some, some uh, mental health for a while. And, uh, and that helped. But the medication that, that I was on, like I've said before, just made me empty is the best way that I can, can do it. So I, I stopped taking those medications for a while. And then I got back into my, not continuously, but almost continuously dwelling on the problems that I have. But now I'm finding that, as I said, when I go to bed, I'm excited about getting up again going to my little shop here and and uh, putting on a piece of, of wood and, and change that piece of wood into something creative. Um, and I wanted people to know, to try to understand how much you have meant to me in my personal life and now in my business life, because I am trying to make this a business. Uh, and how grateful I am uh, for you and what it is that you do. And I know Veterans Day is coming up and I'm hope there, hopefully there will be veterans that see this and think, well, maybe if I start doing some of these things and to keep myself occupied and give my mind something to look forward to each day, uh, as opposed to feeling sorry for myself, uh, that it might help some other 
not just veterans, but other people that may be going through some self-doubt or wondering where they're heading to or don't seem to have a purpose because I really do have purpose now. It's only been 10 minutes into this interview and what Harold has shared has been pretty profound and very personal about his 50 years of struggling with PTSD and being on antidepressants and even checking himself into the hospital. All in all, he was saying he just kind of felt empty, right? The, the antidepressants made him feel empty. And I think he kind of summed it up with the idea that there just wasn't a purpose. He wasn't finding something that was for him. And I, I get a lot of this. I was on antidepressants for quite a while some years ago, and they just never seemed to help. And I always kind of stuck in that feeling of, there's something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? I can't figure it out, but it feels like there's something wrong with me and not feeling good about ourselves. And as in his words, feeling sorry for myself. And then he found CNC routers not long ago and was intrigued by it and dove in. And to shorten that little story up, that he finally found this channel, the IDC Woodcraft channel, which teaches the absolute beginner how to get started on this. And and he was able to start taking off and build a little business and make some products that he was able to sell. And looking forward, having a purpose. All that in this last 10 minutes. And yet he has a lot more to share with you about the PTSD thing. Harold is a vet who served back in the late 60s, early 70s, and suffered from some incident or incidents, whatever, and struggled with it ever since with PTSD. So this is for you. If you have struggled with PTSD or this lack of purpose and just kind of wondering what it's all about and not being able to find the answers, maybe CNC routers is the answer. Never know, but let's listen to Harold some more and see if you relate to what he's going to be sharing. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for sharing some of the vulnerabilities, right? That you've checked yourself into a hospital at one point, you've been talking to therapy, you've been taking medicine. And a lot of people don't like to admit that because they feel a lot of shame and guilt for feeling stuck in these situations and they can't seem to figure out how to get out of it. So with what you just explained, the PTSD, when you would go to bed, you would go back to whatever incidents happened and, and feel kind of stuck in a loop of depression and whatever other feelings. And now you said that when you go to bed now, you, your mind is kind of thinking, what am I going to be doing tomorrow? As a, so, so the difference that I just heard was from living in the past or going back to the past every night or throughout the days, whatever, and now you're going into the future. Is that a fair statement? It, it very much is, and you, you uh, explain it uh, more articulately than, than I do, because sometimes I have trouble grabbing all the words that I want to grab. But yeah, I've, I've become, or I've come from a very depressed situation mm -hmm. to now an an uh, enthusiastic situation. Yeah, let, let, I look let, forward to uh, to getting up now. If you don't mind sharing, you said that you don't really care to share about why the PTSD was kicked in, the incident or incidents. Uh, however, can you share what it's like, what PTSD is like that you lived with for 50 years, which is a very long time, 
Um, and then we'll we'll talk about what what kind of what it feels like now at a deeper level, right? So, can do you mind sharing what PTSD feels like inside? What someone is going through? What have you? Well, I know I know how I felt, and how I I still do some sometimes, but a lot less than I did. It was just a almost like an emptiness. It's like why am why am I here? You know the things that I did um, changed me into a very depressed, introverted individual, which I never w- was prior to my my difficulties. I think if I had to put it into one word on how I felt for the past several years, it's just empty. I I didn't have a I didn't have a goal. It was nothing I wanted to do. Um, there were some occasions when I thought I would be better off if I wasn't here, which. Uh, so is that fair enough to say that <clears throat> just on that one statement alone, because I've shared this, that there was a point where I held a pistol to my head, right? And I would get flash thoughts of putting a gun to my head, right? Uh, that's the emptiness. And, and it's like, there's no purpose. What's the purpose of continuing on? Is is that kind of a fair statement? It is. It's a very fair statement. And um, like I said, uh, when I checked myself into the hospital, they asked me, you know, was I suicidal? Which uh, a lot of veterans succumb to. And I, I can't say as I was suicidal, but I can say that I felt like, and I articulated to them, them being the, uh, the psychiatrist that I had to speak to, that it wouldn't really make any difference to me if I, uh, if I died. I didn't want to cause that to happen, but I was ready for it. And I, uh, at that time, I wouldn't have been bothered if that had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fought my way through that to where now, even though I've only been doing this for a couple of months or so, it feels like it was, it feels like where, it feels like where I was intended to go. Mm-hmm. It could be why I, on those occasions when I felt like I would be better off if I wasn't here, um, it may be that what I'm doing now through your help uh, was the reason that I didn't take my own life back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm very grateful that I did. And I get emotional sometimes. I apologize. You know what? Getting emotional yeah. is, it's a good thing, right? It's, it's just a good thing. When we when we shove our emotions down because we think we shouldn't be showing it or something like that, that's that's not real. It's worth stopping this again for just a moment to talk about this thing about we all have emotions. We all have elation, joy, happiness, sadness, depression. It's our inner knowing of how to manage those feelings and what to do with them which is what determines whether we live in a depressed state or we know how to navigate out of it. And unfortunately, 
many of us are taught to not express our negative emotions or the, the emotions of sadness. And what happens with that is we end up internalizing that inside and that is what gives us that sense of worthlessness that we shouldn't have these kind of feelings and therefore we can't take it out to the world to find the right help that we need from the right people that can guide us out of it. Usually, <laughs> as I have discovered, because I've been very depressed at times in my life, that the real thing is to be able to find the right people to express it to that will understand and for us to find something to start to to move forward towards like what Harold did with finding the CNC and like what I do in teaching you I was quite depressed before I started doing this whole CNC thing because I was lacking purpose somewhere we, we when we're not feeling that, that that we're good we don't know how to deal with the emotions and that turns into that never-ending wheel of living in the past, of PTSD or whatever, other depressed things that we have. There's a lot more that Harold's going to be sharing with you about this. But I just wanted to say that whatever emotions you have, especially if you're struggling with PTSD and you're stuck down, and you feel like something's wrong with you, there's not. You just haven't found the right channel to get it out. And in Harold's case, it's CNC routers as he's going to describe here in a little bit of how this has really completely changed his whole outlook. He's already mentioned a little bit about it, that now he has something to look forward to and he's found some purpose. But let's listen to more about what Harold has to say and maybe it'll help you if you're struggling with PTSD or some depression and maybe, just maybe, you'll find this whole CNC router world something that will just give you some whole new purpose that you can go after. Why a CNC machine? Why did you even kind of think about going into that? So a year and a half ago. Like I said, when my son got married, his uh, his wife's brother did CNC work. And I thought that that it looked like something I would have an interest in. It just, it kind of just jumped out at me. But until you and I, or until I found your videos, uh, I couldn't figure out how to make it work. And as I've, as I've said before, just your, your mannerisms, your voice, your calmness, uh, you would make a good therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm just a tool to get you there. I mean, I don't mean to diminish myself. Um, so, but what is it about CNC? What were you looking for when we're on a hunt for something? in life, right? You said you felt empty. So you're always searching for a purpose, always searching for something that's going to resonate with you as a, um, as something you, that, that you can grab onto that gives you purpose. You discovered CNC. You saw your son, your, your son, right? Your son-in-law, whatever, uh, make the coasters yes. and it intrigued you. What was that intrigue that made you say, I want to see that a little bit more? Well, I guess uh, about the easiest way I can try to explain it, because I know what I'm trying to say, but sometimes it doesn't come out well. Just the the reaction of, of my seeing those coasters, those very simple coasters, and the other people that were there at the wedding, seeing their reaction to something that wasn't just mass-produced and comes off of an assembly line, it was something that he wanted to do, and which he did do, and it showed 
even though again it was it was very simplistic, uh, it showed to me that maybe I would like to do something like that to create something like that because I've been looking for a long time for something that I could enjoy and it would bring joy to me to try to to mask or cover over some of the depressions that I was was having. And I still have, you know, that hasn't gone away, but it's going away. It gives me something to look forward to. And when I, when I, when I finally learned how to use the machine, just to put that piece of wood on the, on the machine and, and, um, you know, pull up clip arts and do different things that, that you've taught me how to do <clears throat> and actually make that into an object that I could feel pride. Yeah, I was real proud of myself for accomplishing something because I haven't really accomplished anything uh, for the past 50 years. I basically just wasted a lot of time that could have been spent doing something creative, which I haven't done. And uh, I'm kind of ashamed of myself for, for some of the things, some of the time that I wasted because all we really have is time. And uh, in, here in January, I'll be 75. That's three quarters of a century old. And I've wasted two thirds of that. And I'm not going to waste what I have left, that's for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the things that um, um, when I was talking to my mentor not too long ago, and I was talking to him about something that I was feeling holding on to that I can't do anything about, right? Because it was in the past. Then he said, he said, Garrett, the first thing you have to do is forgive yourself for, for that. And you have to forgive the individuals because it did relate to with a, a couple of the people. Um, so he just, he said, you have to forgive yourself. For your past because you can't do anything about it now and the reason i'm sharing that is because what you just said is sometimes you're going i wasted 50 years and there is nothing we can do about it so so it's um that idea of forgiveness to forgive ourselves can do quite a bit now one of the things that you said uh, when you said that you're about feeling proud and your voice crackled right i could sense that you got a little emotional just then right that 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 which which is cool because because the after living in that for so long all right the ptsd and and the challenges that it was creating that when we can so feel the change uh it, it's just that powerful to us that we crackle so now you're doing this and you said about putting the, the piece of wood on the machine what's it like when you're actually watching this thing carve out that you got finished designing well, What's the it's, it's it's amazing. First of all, the people that create and make those machines, uh, so they can do what I'm asking that asking it to do. It just I'm, I'm watching it, and sometimes I don't even put my uh, dust collector on because it just amazes me how it moves around. Yeah, just so you can actually watch it carve because dust collector. Yeah, you can watch it carve, and and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, 
what the heck is it carving? That's not what I put in the machine for it to do. But then, of course, by the time it, it does all of its routing, if you will, uh, there's this thing sitting there that, uh, that I created. I didn't cause it to happen because the machine causes it to happen, but it's still, it carved out what I, what I built. And that gives me some, some pride in it, in the creation of that piece. And then when I show other people those pieces, especially when I take them over to my son's retail store to sell them, uh, and people's reaction about it, which was similar to my reaction when I saw the, the coasters at the, at the wedding I've discussed, it makes me feel like, like yeah, I'm, I've, I have spent a lot of time without accomplishing a whole lot. And I don't really need to accomplish a whole lot. Just a few pieces that I'm doing, it's changed me. And I, I'm, a, I'm a lot more confident. Uh, I can relate to other people. I don't mind interacting with other people as much as I did before. And it's just, uh, it, it's, it, it, it's almost like a, a rebirth, I guess is a good way to say it, because I'm not, I'm who I was, but I'm not how I was uh, before this. And it's only been, like I said, a couple of months or so. But the enthusiasm in my mind of wanting to do it every day, it's, it's changed me. You've changed me. And, uh, and I'm hoping that anybody that sees this, uh, especially veterans, because that's where I'm coming from, will be able to understand that there is a way without using alcohol or drugs or, or suicide, there is a pathway to get out of it, or at least relieve it enough to where you can enjoy being alive. I, I do enjoy being alive now. I don't know if I rambled off your question or no, not. No, no. Everything you everything you shared is is important. Um, when you, when you are in the in your zone, right? You you. you Explain what that zone is. You know this the CNC zone. You you get an idea. You're designing something. What, what's it like? It's it's quiet. I don't hear things that I hear a lot. What do you mean? Uh, hear things that you hear. Well, part of the part of the problem with the with the uh, condition that I have is. It's like it's like watching a movie that's on a loop. And after a while you don't want to watch that movie, but you can't turn the can't turn the TV or the machine off. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so what I'm trying to say is that I found an, an off button or at least a pause button for the continual loop of my past. Things that okay. I've done in the past. No, very, very good way of putting it. It's, it's the noise that's up going on in the head. So, so talk more about being in the zone and it's quiet and what else? Well, it's quiet and I'm alone, but I'm not lonely because I've, I've got these inanimate objects as for company, but being in the zone is, is actually, well, 
while I'm thinking about it here is when I see a project that's being created, I'm excited about, okay, what's the next thing that I can, can do? And I'm, right now I'm trying to find the, the uh, niche for it and what can I make that other people enjoy? Because I've been kind of bouncing around from this thing and that thing and something else, but now I'm more focused on what it is I want to do. Like when I got up this morning, uh, I was looking forward to doing this and um, and I was really nervous about it. You're talking about I'm not this, nervous uh, about it at all now. I'm, I'm comfortable right. with it. And um, my machine is over behind me here and uh, it's calling my name. <laughs> see, pan, pan your camera over so those in the video can, can uh, see. So I'm you have real, a... Not real good at this, but I'll that's try. That's okay. And my hands do shake a lot. That's, that's okay. My, that's my machine there. All right, we see it. Over so that's here. a shark. Yep, there's your computer. Yeah, it's it's the um, the H two fifty H twenty. I think they call it. It's the largest one they make. But okay, this computer screen over here right now it's just blue because that's where I put the the uh, V carve for the. That's where I actually put the information into the machine because it's right there near the machine. Gotcha. And then if I can pan around here, this is where you and I are at. I have a mm -hmm. computer set up with two screens here so I can watch. Huh, waving at yourself. <laughs> and this screen over here, I put your videos on that, so I can pause them. And then once you get a certain amount of instruction, I'll say, okay, let me go back over here and do what he just told me to show me how to do. And, uh, and that's how I've been able to, to work this thing. And, and if I can, I'll swing around here. And I have another computer set up over here, which is where I do all my, somewhere over here I do, which is where I do email and that type of thing. I don't want to make anybody dizzy. So I'm going to go back around here and see if I can. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So, so you have a shark. Shark HD 510, I think it is. What Harold was just showing us was his shop and his CNC router, this machine that has given him so much pleasure and we can say relief from his PTSD, but more of a purpose. So what he showed us was a machine called a Next Wave Shark HD. D520. Now, this is a CNC router that carves on wood, and it has a carving area of 25 inches by 50 inches, so that's almost two foot by four foot. Now, most CNC creators don't use that large of a space, but it's nice to have that flexibility. I'm going to put a link down in the description of this podcast so you can go take a look at that. And I'll put links to some of the other machines that are out there, the ones that I recommend and the ones that I have, a long mill CNC and a phantom CNC. And I have a write-up down below that you may want to look at and some other links. So make sure you take a moment to check that out. And be sure to pop on the IDC YouTube, uh, IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel to see what I do and how I teach what Harold has been talking about. 
So make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and check out the information in the description of this podcast. Let's get back to Harold. Yeah, I want to uh, just to talk to you who's watching this or listening to this. It doesn't really matter what CNC machine that you get into. You you do want to get yourself a decent machine. I I have a long mill as a bench top, which is one I endorse. Um, Shark is a good machine if you want to upgrade into like a light industrial there's the phantom which is another one i've just received and working on that but the point is what harold is sharing is and the reason he wanted to do this and why i wanted to do this is really the deeper reason about the cnc machines and what it it's not just a carving machine it, it does something to you inside um, one of the things I see on occasion are the, the the craftsmen, woodworkers who create all their projects by hand, and they sometimes will snuff on the CNC thing, uh, saying it takes no skill or 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 it's 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 not woodworking, and it has nothing to do with that. First of all, uh, one of the things I say is. When I see people doing that, it's very ego based. Um, the when I hear it, it's I'm great, I'm a master woodworker, and you just have a lowly CNC machine, and uh, in some way, shape, or form, is I'm better than they are, and it has nothing whatsoever to do with that, because it doesn't matter what we use to create; it's that we can create. And for those who don't have the time or the skill to do the master woodworking stuff, we have this beautiful technology that someone can latch on to, learn it relatively quickly with the right instruction, and and start making stuff in a very short period of time. And it 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 to me, when you weigh the two out, one is a skill it's just like martial arts you, you, it takes years to become a master at it whereas the cnc is something it's i see it as relaxing exciting creative um anticipative it is so many good things about it never ever strip somebody of their a creative desire no matter how they do it it doesn't matter they could paint numbers on rocks it doesn't matter if it's creativity and they're getting fulfillment out of it then by all means you know this is this is your story here uh harold where where uh, well what is your thought on what i just shared well uh, i definitely give credit where it's deserved as far as the people that create and make these machines uh so that uh, those of us who are not that skilled with a chisel and a hammer and that type of thing to create uh, woodworking. Because some people, as you said, think that CNC is not woodworking, but to me it is, and I'm sure to thousands of others it is. And it's more than just woodworking, it's therapy. Uh, Beautiful it's something that work. I, I enjoy Beautiful it, something that I have pr pride in. And I, I will say this, it, it may, this analogy might kind of seem kind of silly, uh, 
but uh, I can't perform surgery, but I can put a Band-Aid on. It's, Which it's may not make sense. Analogy. No, it makes perfect sense. Here's how I just heard that is uh, in the same thing is you can't build a table that's beautifully inlaid and carved and all that stuff, but you sure can cut a piece of wood that has some words on it, a little design, and it looks awesome. That's how I just heard it. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And, and you feel you still feel good about it. And at the same time, you, you, you've mentioned it several times here, how other people react to these things. Which Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's, that's the reward that I get out of it. I, I enjoy the process. As I've mentioned, I don't want to beat it into the ground, but I enjoy the process of making things. But it's other people that appreciate what you created that makes it worthwhile to me. And I'm sure to all of our other brothers and sisters, as you uh, as you start most of your your videos from, uh, and and if I may uh, expand and say something here that that uh, that I feel deeply about, please do. And that is. Uh, about about you and about what you do for us, us being your brothers and sisters. Now I know, and you don't beat it into the ground, but I know that that um, some of the things that you do, like with St. Jude, on uh, donating a percentage of what uh, of what you have coming in, to them and you shared some of the reasonings for that i admire that just absolutely deeply because um, you don't have to do that uh, i'm sure that that money that you donate to saint jude helps him tremendously and i would imagine that that money that you donate would certainly uh, help you with money but sometimes it's not just about the money but I will say, if I may, Garrett, and you can edit this out if you so choose, that I know on a lot of your videos, once you go hit the uh, read more button, that you have a lot of links in there for uh, different things that you do and uh, places that we, your, your viewers, can go to to get an extra boost beyond what you put online. And what I'm trying to stumble around here to say is I know that one of the links that you have down below is what you refer to as your uh, buy me a cup of coffee, uh, which I've done. And I would certainly like to encourage anybody and everybody that sees your videos has the ability to understand the value of what you're videos are and go to that link and you didn't solicit this this is something that i wanted to try to do to pay you back for my appreciation of what you do um, and they can go to that link and buy you a cup of coffee and then with the knowledge that it's not just helping you to put out these videos but it's also helping uh 
St. Jude because a percentage of that money that we're buying you a cup of coffee for goes to them. And to me, that's uh, people just don't do that. Mm-hmm. But right. what you do is has value. You do it for free. But we, as the public, can support you and show our appreciation for what you do by not only helping you, but helping St. Jude as, as, as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I hope, hope people get the idea of what it is I'm trying to, to say. Uh, what, what, what I'm interpreting what you're saying is, first of all, what you're talking about, what Harold's talking about is in the, in the description of videos, podcasts, I have a, uh, a donate link. It's similar to Patreon. Uh, it's buy me a cup of coffee where you can donate $5 increments. Uh, for it, This is a way of saying thank you. And, and then a percentage of that uh, goes goes to St. Jude. 5% of everything that comes in the door to IDC Woodcraft goes to, uh, gets contributed, donated to St. Jude because my niece, Isabel, who is 18 now, when she was six years old, had brain cancer that would have killed her. She went to the, she's, the story is one day she told her mom, mom, I see two of you. And this is at six years old. So she went to the doctor and uh, they did a scan that day and they found something in her, uh, uh, in her, where it was affecting her vision. And by Thursday, she was under the knife, uh, getting it taken out. That's, that's how serious it was, uh, and how quickly it had to add. And so St. Jude that did the operation, right. And it saved her. She had to go through radiation, a ton of therapy and what have you, but you know, 12 years later, Isabel's alive thanks to St. Jude. And, and she's beautiful. She's my favorite niece. I'm her favorite uncle of the, of the several uncles she has. And um, so that's why I do it. So um, that's that's what you were sharing. And but the 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 point behind it that I just heard was that as a brand new creator like you, uh, you get into this, and finally there's somebody you feel like there's somebody that's actually holding your hand as best as they can through content. And walking you down a path in a way that you actually get it and you see yourself progressing it meant enough to you to pay it back or pay it forward in one way or, or another. And and so that's that's what I understood. Well, that is what I'm that is what I'm saying. And um because during this whole taping here. I guess it's not taping, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we don't tape any. I still yeah. catch myself saying, let's tape record it. Yeah, let's, yeah. Um, <laughs> we just record these days. <laughs> I've been telling my story. And the reason I've been telling my story, as, as I've indicated a couple of times here, is to try to help other veterans that may be sitting there um, with a gun or getting ready to jump off a bridge or whatever, uh, may be able to understand through my explanation of where I've been as best I can here, that there is a, there is a solution other than ending your life. Because it's just the phrase ending your life, it's ending your life. Uh, which I'm glad that I didn't do because here I am now talking with you. Uh, 
I don't know what more I can say without being redundant other than I'm sure glad I found you. You've made it better. And uh, I, I don't know what more I can say other than I appreciate you as a person and as mm -hmm. a mentor. On the same token, I'm glad that you found me because by doing what we're doing here and sharing with a with a broader audience, right? It's no longer your world, right? Now it's it has turned into something bigger. And this is exactly why uh, what gives us the best purpose of all, right? When we can donate to St. Jude, when you can make a project for other people that make them smile, yes. um, when when you can volunteer to create a video and a podcast and open up and become vulnerable and share what you've experienced through life that did not feel good, and then find something that actually gives you something you can drive a straight stake in the ground and say, I do have a purpose here. I do have something to go for and, and get into the, the, the things that people don't share about that's inside that they feel ashamed. You know, that you found me and that, and by doing something like this, let is my fulfillment. It's the same. It's the same exact thing in my way of finding my purpose by doing this. You know, I, I, it's confirmation that I am in my purpose, right? And that's what, that's what fulfills me. So thank you uh, at the same time, just as much. Um, so, so with that, then you feel like you've shared your story. What would you like to share as a final, final wrap up to, to those who are watching your, the veterans who are suffering PTSD and, and can't find the way out and, what, what well, would you like to say as a final words? I, I haven't given that a, a great deal of thought, but I, I think that what I hope to get from, uh, from this is a real sense to other people uh, that there are people like myself uh, that have gone through a tremendous amount of difficulty and uh, and and I am I haven't come out of the other side of it, but I am coming out the other side of my fifty-year struggle. It sounds like a long time, and it is. Uh, but somebody that's maybe just now getting into having the feelings that I've felt, and are starting to feel depressed, that they don't waste. Uh, 50 years of their lives like I did and can come out of it sooner through the CNC thing or through something from anything. Find something to do that you enjoy doing and don't take that final step of making it to where you're no longer with us. I'm, and I'm talking to every anybody who hears this and hopefully can benefit from the fact that I don't really regret wasting the past 50 years because it's gotten me to where I am. But if I would have gotten to where I am 50 years ago, who knows where I'd be now? 
So to all my fellow veterans, find something other than a gun barrel that will give you a purpose. It's all about having a purpose, having a meaning, and changing your hearts into not being a better person, but to be a better person, if that makes any sense at all. And uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much just a synopsis of what I wanted to say, especially since Veterans Day is coming up. And uh, I guess that's it, Garrett. I don't know what else to say unless I just repeat what I've said, and that can get boring. I don't want anybody to be bored. But there, there is a way, there is something that you guys and gals can do other than wasting your time. You, you, just, said, you just said it all. You, you, you just said it all. Um, and... Um, those that are watching or listening, um, it, it doesn't get any deeper than that, right? That life is about purpose. And we have to be open to the search and open to what comes to us and um, try, step out and try. And, yeah, and, try. And, yeah, I did. And you'll find but, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at IDC, that's one of the other things I, because I have been in my own services, right? Fire, EMS, that I understand the challenges, the, the things that come in, into things we confront that impact us. Um, so IDC Woodcraft also honors those who have served in the military, law enforcement, EMS, fire as well. With that, I'll have information down below in the description of this video. And there's always people out here if you're stuck in life. And the CNC community is full, full of people who are getting therapy, just like what you just shared. Yeah. Um, it, it is true therapy. The a huge chunk are from the services, and you know, any one of them or multiple. And so you'll find that brotherhood again if you feel lonely and alone. You can join the CNC Facebook groups. I have the one CNC Entrepreneurs, um, IDC Woodcraft. <laughs> Harold just shared that that he understood the way that I was teaching that helped him get over some humps. So perhaps it'll help you as well. And I'll link everything down below in the description. With that, Harold, I would love to say to you, Thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping many, many other people that will come across this message. The beautiful part about this is because of social media, that this will be on YouTube, this will be on a podcast, that it'll always be out there. And so the right people will find it at the right time forever from here on out. So long as YouTube and these podcasts exist. With that, my brother or sister CNCer, if you've been afraid to dive in, 
feeling like the swimming pool is empty from the high dive and you're supposed to jump off of it. Harold, is there water in the pool, even if they can't see it? Yeah, there is. There is. And and uh, and let's buy Garrett some coffee. <laughs> 